Hello, hello. Hello, what's up? Not much, not much. Can you, uh, like, do I sound okay? I'm outside right now, so I don't know if, like, the fountains are too loud, or is it, like, you can hear me over the fountains? No, I can hear you. I can't hear any fountains. Oh, perfect, then. <laughs> so, our first, uh, for those that are going to click the link and tune in, and uh, listen to this hot mess. Uh, it's our first podcast, so cut us some slack. We're trying to figure it out as we go. Exactly. But, um, uh, welcome to the first uh, Moonlight Treehouse. And yes, for those that may or may not notice, we were Moonlight Pumpkins. We did some rebranding. We are now Treehouse because we want this to feel like, well, I don't know if you guys have had a treehouse growing up. Uh, it was my dream to have a treehouse. I never got the treehouse, but I always felt like, the treehouse was your escape, people's escapes, kids' escapes, and you can just yeah do your thing in there. And uh, it's, so they were podcast. It's uh, yeah, it's hey. where they would run away, you know, with their friends to like have private chats about weird stuff and cool exactly. stuff. So exactly, it seemed would, like, perfect. Cool in there. <laughs> exactly. So this is the escape uh, where we're going to aim to just be ourselves and you know we might be a little awkward and quirky along the way but you know it is what it is yeah. so that's who we, we are, are giving it our shot <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly but um uh i guess we should probably start with some intros because we'll be probably be sharing um this link across i mean i'm the one with the most pages over here but across yeah. our social media platforms so yeah not everyone has seen our intros, but uh, I guess I'll just start. Go ahead. Um, I'm Nicole, and I like long walks on the beach, candlelit <laughs> dinners by... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, wow. You know, it's like it's so, it's like in college when you get that yeah. anxiety, and they're like, okay, get ready to introduce yourselves to the class. And it's I like, know. Oh, God, no. Why? And like- you suddenly forget everything that you are and everything that you like. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, who am I? What am I about? I don't even know. You're like, like, I'm nothing. <laughs> exactly. When they're like, when they, when they limit it and they, um, I've, I've had a couple of professors that go, instead of like, they'll help you and say, introduce yourself, what's yeah. your major or whatever, your age, yeah. I don't know. Or I've had a couple professors that will be like, um, introduce yourself and tell us either one different thing about you or weird thing no one knows or yeah like they try to make it fun and it's like oh no yeah do that. or like something <laughs> that no one knows about you and it's like if I didn't want anyone to know why would I tell this whole class <laughs> exactly I have to face a whole semester with these people no thank you no but anyway thank you. yeah um I guess I can just basically talk about my half of what I'd like to kind of do with our page. I mean, we both have similar interests. So that's obviously why we have a joint account and channel that we want to kind of start up. And we have a couple of things on our minds when, you know, life hopefully goes back to normal. Yes. But um, on my end, I probably tailor more to the horror, 80s horror and special effects side um as far as makeup goes i know she's a little more into beauty makeup but i'll let her talk about that um i love special effects it actually started for me when i worked for halloween horror nights in 2012 
Um, growing up, I've always been, I guess you could say, the artsy side. I had the art brain, um, always creating. I grew up in a dance company. I would put on shows and, you know, write scripts and, you know, film my brother and his friends in my movies. So, like, I've always had that creative side. Um, I definitely have an overactive imagination. I just never knew kind of which specific realm I was more into or what I really wanted to do. So I actually thought I wanted to be in um, theater and acting. And mm-hmm. around, I was like, was I 17 or was it after high school? I think I was 19 and I went to an acting school. Um, I actually took a couple classes with some Disney Channel people. I took a class. The most uh, recognized one, I think, would be, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the show Corey in the House. Where he was yes. in the White House or whatever. So the president of that, oh. I took an acting class with him. Yeah. And... Yeah. I learned a lot and it was really cool. And I was also the president and vice president of the Seminole Stagecraft Guild at Seminole State, Florida. Um, so I was with like a bunch of theater people. I had actually, I have zero uh, theater experience, but I was able to go over, you know, like just stage stuff and things like that. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely learned that I did not want so much to be in front of the camera or mm-hmm. act or be on stage as much as I loved what goes behind it. Yeah, And so when I worked at Halloween Horror Nights, I, um, I was a scare actor. And as soon as I went, you know, what they call set, but obviously it's their stages. Um, I mean, my heart lit up. My soul was like, oh, my goodness, this is everything. Um, and that's where I kind of dived into um, special effects and things that go into creature makeup. And why 80s horror? Um, I'm actually currently developing uh, and furthering my love for that genre. Um, and that's actually what our podcast is going to be about uh, shortly. The documentary that I watched um, during quarantine really opened up my mind towards <laughs> everything that really set the tone for the genre of horror. And I would consider myself a slasher chick. Um, I don't think yes. I'm entirely um a whole horror fan i know there are people that just love all sorts of horror all across the board i can personally say i have not seen everything i haven't seen like indie films i haven't seen independent projects i haven't seen you know too many um really popular movies that are out there i really do tend to gravitate towards slasher films um and i just feel like you can do so much with creating creatures uh makeup wise and things like that so, um, that's that side, but creating goes, I love photography. Um, we do a lot of photo shoots that we'll also post, um, some of the ones we've done and hopefully, you know, sometime in the near future, we can create some more. Um, let's see what else nature. I love nature. I'm an old soul. That's something that we mm-hmm. talk about. Um, I definitely feel a part of me either live through the eighties or the 50s, or even the 20s. Um, just, I don't know. I just, I, just, I love history. Um, and that's something that we also kind of want to touch on with our page. Yes. Um, and I guess one of the ideas that I had that I threw to Mandy, uh, on my end, I would love when the world goes back to normal. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> um, I, we kind of, I mean, I know she's going to have her own stuff, and but we we also like mutually love like, um, antiquing and like the history and all that stuff and ghost hunting and stuff. So we're hoping to soon create a channel 
um, that kind of, I don't know, we kind of go on adventures, whether it's nature or our photo shoots, we'll do behind the scenes stuff for that and create videos for that. But I'd love to go to like nursing homes or like anyone, any friends that have grandparents that have like lived through stuff and like interview and kind of, you know, learn firsthand off of people that live through things, um, history. Uh, we might go thrifting together, antiquing together, ghost hunting together. So like, that's kind of the plan that we have with this channel. Um, I don't know, just sharing our love for all of that stuff and learning along the way and with people like-minded and that are into that stuff. And hopefully even, I don't know, maybe someone yeah. that isn't into all that stuff will stumble upon our stuff and suddenly and develop an interest. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's really my side of it. Oh, and I, I, I am a type one diabetic and I live with chronic illness. So, um, that's also a huge part of my life that will probably show up, uh, through a couple of things as well. Cause I know a lot of, in my photos, I have my devices on and some people might wonder what that is. I am a type one diabetic. Um, so I'm trying to be an advocate as well for living life with chronic illness. And yeah, that's pretty much me. Oh, I'm a collector. I am a huge collector. You can call it, some might call it hoarding. I call it collecting. Um, <laughs> I collect pins. I collect Funko Pops and figurines. Um, I collect mugs and shot glasses and stones, precious stones and crystals. And, you know, now I started antiquing. So I have like these teacups and uh, I want a vinyl collection. I want to go back to VHS and have a VHS collection. I don't know. There's just something about collecting. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Ask it's me if satisfying. I yeah. I don't, uh, I don't have the space for this, but uh, I'm a collector guys. So uh, you'll see my collections too. And I think that's pretty much it. I mean, along the way you'll see probably other stuff, but that's the majority of it. So Mandy, no pressure. The mic is yours. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm Mandy, and um, I don't know, my love for special effects and everything came mostly when I was little, because, I mean, my family's always been really into movies, we're all movie buffs, we're all always quoting movies, like, all the time, and I wouldn't just see it as a movie, like, I'd look at every aspect of the movie, like, yes. and I always found it just so beautiful, and how they put everything together, um, but what really got me into the special effects type makeup or makeup in general is um, my cousin. Uh, she went to school um, for film and she invited me a couple of times when she was shooting like her student projects to do the makeup on set. And it just felt amazing to be there. I loved it. Yes. Um, and just everything, just the fast pace and having to be there all the time and being like, they're like makeup and you just have to go. I, j I just loved it all, you know? Yeah. That and, rush, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, beauty makeup. I've just always been interested in all kinds of beauty, anything. I find it fascinating that as women, we're just looking for the ultimate beauty experience all the and time. And I'm going to every day there because I totally <laughs> think you should... Um, like you're fine so I guess some people I personally I don't know if people are like me where when you're into things I don't know me I'm like I'm like a half-ass person to where <laughs> once I'm fixated on something I stick to it I don't I don't try to find new things and yeah. so I think you're really good at like finding the things that you're into like that shop that you found I think that's freaking awesome and epic and amazing so I think like definitely you should share along the way like those things that you find because even though I'm not into like 
the beauty, beauty, beauty side of mm-hmm. makeup and things like that. But like even just skincare or like healthcare in general, like the things that you have found are like yeah. so freaking cool, especially for like history buffs. And you oh, make yeah. me want to like check out their shop. So definitely, I think I you know. should like post about that stuff along the way. But anyways, keep going. <laughs> yes, because I'm a huge history buff. And recently, I found this company that has all like historical recipes of things they used to use back in the day, like in the 1800s, 1600s, 1700s, all that. And I just thought it was amazing because you think you're like, some of these people did look good into their prime. And you're thinking without the technology we had today, how did they do it? Uh, Natural oils, mixing stuff that is good for you. Like it's just common sense in a way, but you know, you don't think about it until you actually research it. So I right. love researching, basically. I'm a huge nerd like that, where anything yes. I'm interested, I'm always researching it to find out more. <laughs> I right. want to know the backstory to everything. Exactly. Um, no, I think that's yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> and then I'm also very into, like, um, I guess, spirituality, crystals, herbalism, and how it works, like, with nature, magically, to help you out in life. I'm into all that stuff. And yeah, I'm also a collector. I'm a collector of a bunch of stuff. I collect crystals. I definitely connect makeup and skincare because I have a ton of it and no one person needs that much of it. (laughs) There's never enough. Don't ever say that. Yes. I also collect DVDs. I have a bunch of DVDs. If you come into my house, there's DVDs everywhere. There's books everywhere. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yep. I love collecting. I also do have a couple of Funko Pops. My collection is not as extensive as Nicole, but it is getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, no, and it's funny because mine wasn't supposed to be what it turned into, but it mine originally. So, like, we like to go to the conventions and things like that, and that's actually how we ended up meeting and starting this friendship. But um, I, mine were only supposed to be horror pops and yeah. figurines and get those signed by the artist that we meet. Um, but slowly just, I just loved too many things and I just obviously love film and movies and, mm-hmm. you know, all these things are so freaking cute. And my goal, it, it really ties down to the fact that like my future goal is, you know, in my future home to have a theater room, a film room where uh-huh. I am envisioning having like my, the photo ops that I have, they have an autograph that goes with it. They have a Funko pop that goes with it. And so I want to put like the DVD that goes to that specific like, but for example, I'm obsessed with Freddy Krueger and Chucky. Those are actually my preferred slashers and Sam. Um, so I've actually met uh, Robert England and I've met Brad Dourif <coughs> and I've gotten things signed and I have pictures and things like that. So I would love to have like each Funko Pop and autograph and photo op and DVD collection like in their own little designated areas. Um, and then like display those. I'm a Star Wars fan, so like I have my Star Wars pops, and I, you know, met um Anthony Daniel, and so um, I want to like put those up, and then like I have my I'm envisioning like having a corner that has like the vinyl section, like my little record player, and then like everything that's like really vintage and stuff like that over there. So I'll probably have like a little shelf on that side with like the VHS and all stuff. So I have like this is, oh, yeah. I should probably also mention I collect art, so I'm a huge. That's also kind of what I want to do. <laughs> um, I love local artists, and the problem is I love it so much, and I just I'm never gonna have a wall for the amount of art that I have. So I have no clue how I'm going to display all of these pieces of art. But I'm obsessed with like 
artists, period. And so street artists I love. And I actually, we're both from Orlando. Originally, that's where the friendship started. I actually moved to Louisiana. Um, So New Orleans obviously is huge for like street art and stuff like that. The French Quarter alone has so much there. And and going to conventions, obviously, like all the booths and people like selling their art. Yeah. And what they make and what they're, you know, and I, I love supporting local artists. Like I love it, love it, love it. So I make it a thing to try to buy, try to stick to buying one piece every time I go somewhere. Sometimes that obviously doesn't happen because they have like amazing deals, like two for 20 or, you know, whatever. And it exactly. just yeah. gradually it like it grew. And so I have a huge art collection. No clue what to, I swear I need a museum for all my stuff. Honestly, <laughs> I think I'm just going to have know. to buy like a storage unit and turn it into like a mini museum and just turn it into my hangout. I'm not even kidding because like, I, know. I have no clue where all this stuff is going to go. And I don't plan, I don't intend on stopping anytime soon. So <laughs> Me and either. that's one of the things that I wanted to do, like, after all of this is over um I know that probably a lot of artists are struggling especially because festivals are a thing of the past right now and yeah. you know what I mean so they're not going to be I mean I'm sure everyone still has their Etsy shops and stuff but it's so cool when you like go by the booths and you talk to them about their work and what inspired them and I really like that interaction and exchange so hopefully when things can go back to normal um we want to create like a YouTube page um, where we kind of go around and like just it's basically like just mini interviews, and so like yeah, me personally, we want to hear people's stories exactly. Like that's exactly what I want to get from it, and just ask them like what their inspiration was on a piece that I love. Or it was really cool one time in Baton Rouge. Um, I went to an art night, and I personally, so like you know how people interpret art completely different. If you don't yes. read the back the background or the intent behind the artist's vision. Mm-hmm. people interpret it however they want and so I, I had seen he does surrealism and I love surrealism and I had seen a painting and I interpreted it a certain way and it, it almost felt super awesome and I almost felt like connected to the artist when I went and I bought it I was gonna buy it regardless even if I didn't know what it meant and I asked and I was like um by the way like is there like an inspiration behind this or an actual story and it was literally my interpretation like literally the way that I saw it so it was really, it was probably a cool moment for him too, because his art actually like transpired to me and like it, I read exactly his intent, like yeah. the image and it was really cool. And moments like that I live for. So, yeah. but anyways, we can go ahead and move on to our documentary watching, which actually, yes. oh, and pause on our Instagram. I'm going to go ahead and go see ahead the intent right, right now when we do our podcast so like we'll have our themes so obviously today's podcast is gonna it's our intros but it's mostly gonna focus on the documentaries that we watched and somehow they both they're different but they ended up being completely the same realm and it actually we're going to go ahead and base our pictures and show you guys our experience with Tom Savini so we will post our podcast and then we'll post our pictures with Tom Savini because we both had the amazing honor and privilege to meet this guru but um if you want to go ahead and start because i saw a tom savini document that i actually haven't seen yet so i totally have to get on that but anyways you want to go ahead and yeah start. i saw a tom savini documentary it's on shutter um really good it shows basically his whole he's talking about his whole life from when he started when he was a kid um you know going to horror movies and just being fascinated with everything and how he just there was this local theater that he would go to and he would just 
act there with them. He he said it was kind of like his first job, but really they weren't paying him. They were just like, he was there for the experience and he like lived for it. And he would also talk about how um, when the Vietnam War started, he went to Vietnam and just how when he was out there and all these horrible things were happening, you know, people getting blown up and everything, he'd look down and be like, wow, this is horrible, but also how can I make that? (laughs) (laughs) And the thing is, I actually related to that, and it sounds crazy because I studied forensics, and when I first started studying forensics, I'm like, you know what? If I do this and I see the real thing, I can actually translate it into the real thing when I'm, like, doing the special (laughs) effects makeup. So there was kind of like a hidden agenda there. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really cool. And also he talked about how, you know, he just got started with all the films and he was able to like redo Night of the Living Dead. And all of it was just so amazing. Like, I I can't even say any, like, it was just so good. I I was talking to her. I was telling her about the 80s documentary or even just trying to like express it on my personal social media and my our we nerd out hardcore over our passions so like yeah. we're so excited about something and people are probably just like um what yeah like that's not that exciting <laughs> not that serious <laughs> and we're here like you gotta oh, watch the it. best thing in our life <laughs> seriously but um I think that's like, that's the difference between me and her, though, I will say right now. Um, I actually can't stomach the real stuff. Mm. So sometimes gore, it can be intense to me. And it's funny because I chose special effects and gore because it's freaking awesome. But we actually uh, took um, a couple of courses at a studio. And one of those was a prosthetic. Um, molding and sculpting for prosthetics and along the way um, the instructor was actually talking about how perfect it was that she was doing that because he mm-hmm. actually had someone that worked um is it is it this is it history channel discovery channel I'm not sure which one it is history but it's channel network. yeah that they basically just like they they're serial killer documentaries or whatever they have to obviously it's not the actual crime scene but they need yeah. someone to obviously come in and recreate the crime scene so mm-hmm. what do you have to do you actually have to study the, anatomy, the crime scene photos yeah exactly, like of of the human body mm-hmm. um little details that and something that blew my mind because we're actually self-taught and honestly i would still say absolutely i say not even like i'm like humbly saying i'm super amateur because i really don't practice yeah. enough and I, I haven't really gone to classes so it really is for fun and we are just now diving into trying to figure out like what our like you know specialty would be like for example yeah. I personally know I would love to body paint but I just suck at lines like lines <laughs> are just my enemy I know and me too exactly so like you know we're we're figuring you guys are gonna you know go on our journey with us literally as we continue to practice as we continue to learn I'll post pictures she'll post pictures of things we've done already um yeah like yeah, I can I can do a makeup and it looked cool and everything, but I've never been a drawer. Right. <laughs> I no, don't draw I, at all. So exactly. I don't know how I translate art into the face, but I can't do it on paper. I don't understand same. how that happens. Literally <laughs> same. Or like, so I actually, my dream got crushed when I thought, when I started watching Face Off and they would sketch first, I was like, yes. oh, so you I'm like, well, do can't that do that. First. 
Yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, guess uh, makeup and special effects aren't going to really happen. So it would actually be really interesting if someone hears this and or watches, sees our page and um, kind of has our experience to where you love yeah. makeup, but you're not an artist and you can't yeah. draw. And, you and that's the thing with me personally, I don't draw it, but I like picture it in my head. I know what I want to do. And I just go from right. that. I just p- have the picture of what I want in my head and I keep going until I see it. In front right of exactly oh yeah <laughs> I definitely have my uh, my little I have to bring whenever I'm practicing on my face my little um q-tips with alcohol on it just so I can kind of like you know erase the eraser yeah. on my face and then kind of like try to re-go and I, I'm also learning I have a harder time doing other people's makeup versus mine on my face which is crazy mm. I don't even know how but I was doing when I do my clown stuff I'm done within like so quick yeah. For whatever reason, when I'm I was doing it on my friend, and I had to keep like going back and forth between sides, and I'm like, <laughs> why is this? Why like is my brain just not like? Can I not do like you know I'm mirroring here? Like I don't know. I don't know why my brain is like that. <laughs> but um, but anyways, but no. Um, I was touching on the I cannot stomach the real stuff, and yeah. they were there were some of the things that blew my mind since I'm, you know, I didn't learn the real way. Um, it, it does seem like common sense. You want it to look real, but some people don't think of these many things, but I personally wouldn't have, but when you see like movies, um, and you see blood, you know, yeah. sometimes or not sometimes a lot of times it's different variations of the color red. Some are super deep, some are super light. And so, but I, it never clicked to me that, you know, it's like, well, you have to think, how long has the body been sitting out? How long has yeah. the body been dead? Where is the wound? Close yeah, to the heart is darker blood. Yeah. You know, like all these things you actually have to think of. And I'm like, wow, like to make it look believable, it's supposed to be believable. So yeah. you really have to study it. And that's something that we'll, you know, talk about when we talk about our special effects experience. Yeah. You know, I had to like and- Google images and stuff like that to like, study it yeah and like one thing they the basic first thing they ever told us when we were starting in forensics is you can't look at it as a person that sounds messed up but it's true you can't look at it as a person you're looking at it in a scientific manner yeah and well and that's probably what a lot of people have to do so yeah you have to kind of just train yourself like okay I don't I'm know anything about this person, so it's just a body. That's, Vampire Diaries body. reference. Yeah. Uh, you have to shut off your humanity. Exactly. <laughs> you have to shut exactly. off your humanity so that you're able to handle the reality of what's in front of you. Yeah. So doctors feel the same thing, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, and they do. doctors do it all the time because they don't want to get personally attached to their patients in case something happens. You know, they don't want it to affect them completely. I'm sure it does, but... Um, yeah. You have to yeah, kind of shut decide. yourself off like this is my work and this is what I'm doing. It's not that he's my friend or anything. This is just my work. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. See, yeah. I'm incapable. I'm a crier, guys. I, I'm weak. <laughs> and what? well, it's funny. It's funny that I'm an empath because at the same time, I kind of hate people, guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. Hate yeah. is a strong word. Whatever. <sighs> but like, I'm, I, mm, the human race is a special kind of thing and I personally am the type of person that my circle is small and I really got to feel the vibe out and you know scope you out before I let you in even though we're being super transparent with the public right now and they're basically all strangers (laughs) but you know 
and it's funny that that I have that side because I'm like I'm such an empath that I like I feel so deeply for people and like I cry for everything and like I just feel every emotion too deeply whether it's anger whether it's freaking I don't know happiness joy it's sad I don't know like I feel so deeply and so I feel like that's why you know the real stuff even though you know some of these movies are super grotesque but yeah I think and the thing is I'm like... an empath too like I will cry when I see something beautiful I'm a crier too <laughs> yes, but same. for some reason when it comes to like I've always been interested in science and history and all that but when it comes to science I can sort of put that away for a minute and look at the scientific uh, side then maybe like half an hour later when I'm alone in my car I start crying <laughs> yeah no and I wish I had that because I do too I'm like a super nerd honestly and so I wish I could handle even that like with animals like I just I can't oh yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know guys it's uh it's definitely interesting but mm-hmm. um touching up on that I'll talk about my documentary, which I yes. also highly recommend, even though so it's trickier. I don't know exactly why it was such a special release. To be honest, I haven't I know. really looked into that. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I'm in a really. bidding war a- on eBay over it right now. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, good luck, because I really hope you do win because you need to own this. Yeah, thing. well, I'm going to but... wait because I think it's on there for like eight more days. So I'm going to wait till the last minute and then put my final bid in to make sure I win. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. I can't believe it. So, yeah. So as you heard, obviously, like the only way. Well, OK, no, it's not the only way. But in order to get the DVD, yeah. which I think. Like, a lot of people like to do the streaming thing. I personally am a DVD person. I, I don't feel like streaming is reliable. The network cuts off all the time. I like to see my thing through and through. I don't yeah. like there to be interruptions or, like, blurriness. And apparently that's just the way you watch things these days. So I personally like the DVD. So I, there was a window where this documentary, um, their Instagram, I think it's called 80s Horror Doc. Um, and it's called, uh, ooh, in, oh, In Search of Darkness. I was like, Into the Darkness? Yeah. No, in Search of Darkness <laughs> is what it's called. And they opened up a window um, at the end of last year and basically like, all right, you can purchase it now. I bought the package. So basically in the package, you get the DVD, a collector's <laughs> stand, which obviously, you know, I was all over a poster yeah, and you get your name in the credits. And so obviously I hopped on to that because also the idea of this is a collector's item because it's not going to be, you're not going to be able to find it this exactly. way ever again. I was like, you know what? Even if I have to go broke on it, I'm going. Um, <laughs> and I bought it and it did take a while to get to me, but I finally got it and it's super epic. I love it. But I think that they had such, I guess a demand. I don't know after the fact um, that they went ahead and cause for a while they didn't even have a link to rent or buy it. Um, yeah. So I, I guess maybe they had demand. I don't know, to be honest, but it was really cool to find their Instagram and see that there is a link so you can rent it or buy it, but it is only digital. So you can't have the DVD. However, I don't care. You should really still buy it and have it just to yeah. watch it if you're into that kind of stuff, because let me tell you, even if you're just a horror fan, you don't have to be into editing. You don't have to be into filming. You don't have to be in directing. You don't have to be in writing. You don't have to be into the behind the scenes, but it really makes you appreciate. And the thing is, is that when you think of 80s horror, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, so lame, terrible effects, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, these are the people that were the pioneers and paved the way for this genre. I mean, yeah. we're talking like, you got to think of the the time period and the things that were happening in yeah. the 80s. And it's thinking That's outside the box. 
Exactly. And like, yeah, it might be lame to have like the blob or, you know, I don't know. What are some other ones that are like, it was super lame. Um, not lame, but, uh, oh my God, there's <laughs> that one the alien oh with that goodness. big head. He, I always found him. Like, yes. <laughs> isn't that like, um, isn't that Mars attack or something like that? Oh, yeah, killer clowns like, from outer space. Oh, Classic, love killer clowns from outer space. I you love that I movie like, though. No, me too. I'm obsessed with that movie. But like, these are things that people like now would be like, "Oh, this is so lame." I'm yeah, not gonna exactly. Watch it. But it is like it's innovative, and it's so true. They talk about they they were you know how nowadays in horror, really all you find are either remakes yeah. or they're trying to cover true stories. You don't find it's very rare. Not that you don't find very rare that you find just an original story. Like, it's not even like just original stories because I think um, the house on what was it the haunting hill or thing like that is beautiful. Yeah. However, like think of all the creatures that were originally thought up of and created in the eighties. Like mm-hmm. even if they were lame creatures, like critters or gremlins or you know just dolls, you know yeah. wolves, like all these things that really truly and this is why I have such a higher respect. Not that I, ha- I have a higher respect, but. I personally, some people might chew me out for this. I think CGI is a cop-out. Now, do I think it's entirely a cop-out? No, because we do need it realistically to get some, you know, evolution. Obviously, times are changing. We got to keep up with the changing times and things. And it also brings brilliant effects to the screen uh, that are believable. Because obviously, you see these 80s films and you're like, okay, wow, that was totally (laughs) lame. But... When you, like, know what went into it. Like, for example, I was telling Mandy the other day, Evil Dead, I had no clue it was a claymation. Obviously, you can tell that it's not actually happening. But, like, I knew practical effects were the way back in the day. And I think that that's why, to me personally, practical effects will forever be just, I don't know, better in a way. Because even though it might not look as believable as CGI Mm -hmm. can make it look, but I feel like it was just more disgusting because they took you through like each, I don't know, like the transformations and just like animatronic. I am a nerd yeah. animatronics. Like I love robots regardless to this day. Like if I could have been smart enough to be in robotics, <laughs> I am obsessed. Like I'm actually, I, I, I'm a Star Wars fan, but I'm biased when I say that because I know there are actual diehards. I love droids. I'm obsessed with the droids. Yeah. Like I love I think that's my that favorite stuff. part of Star Wars too is the droids. Yeah. So, you know, gremlins or animatronics, Chucky, I mean, I freaking fangirl over these creations because I think that's super cool how you really had to, like like you said, think outside of the box how to make something look super real. And with what you had, there were a lot of low-budget things, and I think it it was super cool that, like, I learned, I had no idea. Um, I'm sure it was a super challenging time for like the effects artists, but apparently, and you know, I'm not from the eighties. I was born right at 1990. So I obviously did not grow up in the eighties, but I I have a fascination for the eighties. My parents grew up my age in the eighties. And so it's, it's stuck around. And so I definitely like to say that my heart is in the eighties, even though I didn't experience it. But anyways, I had no idea that they would make these movies and hope that they would get an R rating, not an X rating. Cause if they got yeah. an X rating, they had to go into the movie, take some things out in order to lower and it, resubmit to, an it. to show mm-hmm. in the theaters. And that was super cool because I feel like, I don't know, it's challenging as an artist to be like, dang, like my work really, I went so hard that like, <laughs> I, I can't know. even show it in this, even though it was probably like super like, 
you know, it's like, oh, man, it's like I when really you put all this, pa- and- all this work yeah. into a paper and suddenly your professor is like, uh, you didn't cite it correctly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, dang, like, it's cool that like I went hard, but at the same time, it's like, oh man, I have to go back and like correct. Things. Exactly. I have but- to go back and correct a couple of things before it's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, no, but, and then I had no idea, which this is making me want to turn into a collector for this too, that mm-hmm. everything that would get cut out of those films that were X would get put into Fangoria. So you would be able to go and buy this magazine or like try to sneak getting this magazine. I love and, Fangoria. Like, I remember being a teenager and going to like Borders because in Puerto Rico, I grew up in Puerto Rico. Yes. We had Borders. We'd go into Borders, and I'd just be in the back by the magazines just looking through Fangoria, like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is awesome. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I didn't even see, and I didn't even, like, I mean, I knew of the existence, and, like, on social media, I've seen things pop up, but I have not seen physically a magazine of Fangoria. So, like, yeah. now, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I really can't wait to go to my next spooky empire, and I'm, like, on a mission. Like, I want to find some originals. I will pay whatever I have to do to get some originals, like, 80s. I'm sure they're like, you know, oh super expensive and co- definitely collectible collector's items, but it was super cool to like learn of that and things like that. But yeah, no, the documentary, I highly recommend it. I even had my parents that were watching it and they are not into horror at all. Like they'll watch mm-hmm. movies because of me, but they even were like intrigued. And I think it's a really, really good documentary just all around it makes you appreciate even the the views of everyone they have actors they interview they have the directors writers uh you know producers and you know it just gives and why the 80s it's it is i do consider even though we have your your classic universal monsters that came from way before that you know paved the way for monsters and creature makeups and creature creations but i really feel like the 80s is when things boomed for the genre and really introduced you to your favorites, your classic characters. And yeah, most of it's slasher. But again, even the special effects. I mean, the whole night. I really yeah. think it was the era for the up and coming everything for horror. And this this documentary goes over. It's four and a half or maybe even longer than that. Um, it's a little bit under five hours. And it goes over like year by year, literally within the 90s. And they talk about like the movie of that time or that year. And why it either flopped or paved the way. Yeah. And so I know that my list grew. <laughs> of movies um, needing to watch. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, absolutely. And I have seen some of them. And I just can't believe I just, again, you don't think of grabbing them because you think like, oh, this is going to be cheesy. It's going to be lame. But when you see how they talk about certain things in the documentary, and I went back and watched it, a whole new perspective. I mean, yeah. completely entirely whole new perspective so you know i definitely definitely recommend this documentary and even if people don't watch this documentary i recommend just 80s horror in general <laughs> like yeah. i think it's a good starting well i, I mean it's intense but i think it's a good starting point i think slashers in general are a good starting point for people that like really don't like horror but kind of want to dive into it yeah um, because they can like, have their funny moments they're not all exactly well you know, that's the like thing serious. to me <laughs> <laughs> to me, slasher films are comedies. They that are. Psycho? Does that make me a psychopath? No, <laughs> but it's true. I, Freddy Krueger's hilarious. I know. And Chucky, oh my God, I laugh so much when I watch. Bride of Chucky's my personal favorite. It's He's hilarious, man. <laughs> that doll, he's hilarious. And, you know, Freddy has some lines in there that are just hilarious. And, you know, it was actually, speaking of slashers, it was really cool because I never noticed. I don't know how I didn't notice. I don't catch on to these things. I don't know. 
But in the beginning of slasher films, they didn't actually show the slasher. They showed the perspective of the slasher killing. I don't know how I never noticed in Friday the 13th. I never saw Jason. I don't know how I didn't notice. Or Michael Myers. And in Halloween, too. Yes. Like, I just, I can't believe that was, wow. Like, I was mind blown (laughs) because I guess I was just, I guess I was just so into the movie and just paying attention to, like, the special effects and the kills and I don't know. That, like, I never, I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, that's so true. I what never was the saw first the horror movie you ever saw? Oh, oh, hmm. actually, I know exactly why. And that's why I'm scared of it. Y'all can make fun of me. Leprechaun. <laughs> oh my. Actually, my real answer was going to be E.T., but we won't talk yeah. about that right now because I was traumatized as a child. The alien is freaking scary. But no, my first horror was um, Leprechaun. I was actually in elementary school. Check this out. <laughs> And I will never forget. And if she somehow comes across this, Mary, it is your fault at your birthday party. You scarred me for life. You terrible <laughs> man. Somehow her older sister got um, her hands on Leprechaun for us. And I am to this day, I think I can handle it better now. I've been trying every St. Patrick's Day to watch it, but like I cry. I, like I can't. Oh There's something God. about... <laughs> Listen, and the terrible thing is, he's a brilliant actor, but I can't even see the Ewoks of Star Wars because of him. I can't see his characters in Harry Potter without thinking of Leprechaun. Like, I can't even see him interview without hearing the Leprechaun. It's so sad. Like, I am terrified of the Leprechaun. I don't... Imagine, like, you're, like, you turn around, that dude's running for his gold behind you. That's terrifying, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, God, no. It was Leprechaun for me, and I'm actually still scared to this day. Judge me if you will. I'm... (laughs) terrified of the leprechaun my my first technical horror movie was poltergeist oh man i remember i was probably like five or six years old and my dad was watching it and i started (laughs) watching it and i vaguely remember i don't know why i have this memory apparently this was like a sunday thing because most sunday mornings we just put poltergeist while my dad was cooking (laughs) breakfast no way! Yes. That's epic, though. Like, and the, fam- the family Sundays, it's poltergeist. Yes. <laughs> and you know that scene where the guy, he's, like, in the bathroom just washing his face? Yes. And suddenly his face starts peeling off. I remember yes. being so freaked out at that, but also so intrigued at the same time. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Like, Man, it was you, like, you I didn't want to watch it, but I couldn't look away. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you started young. Yeah, I would no. say, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've been watching horror was movies the first for a long I, time. <laughs> Leprechaun was the first one that I watched, but I, like, obviously, I hated it. Yeah. But I would say the first one that I watched, but actually, like, was intrigued and enjoyed is I think I started with Nightmare on Elm Street. I think he was my first last year. I think that's mm-hmm. why I fell in love with him. I was I actually loved- really scared of Freddy Krueger when I was little. That's funny. A lot of people are, though. And, and then. As I grew into a teenager and I actually like sat and watched them all, I wasn't scared of him anymore. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah. Well, and then, but the same thing happened. The same thing happened with clowns. I used to be terrified of clowns because I saw the original It miniseries and Killer Clowns in Outer Space when I was little. I was probably like seven or eight or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I became terrified of clowns. But then. When the new It movie came out, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go watch it, whatever. And I loved it. And I'm not afraid of clowns anymore. Thank God. 
Yeah, I see. I've never had that experience. A lot of people are afraid of dolls and clowns. I do, I don't get that experience. Like I don't dolls, feel. I have always been creeped out about too. But it's because see, my mom I don't... my room with like porcelain dolls, and they were creepy as hell. Yeah. See. Hello. Did we lose you, Nicole? I think we lost Nicole. So recording. Wow. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. I don't <laughs> yes, get it calls is. ever. And sure enough, a doctor's office decides to call me while I'm trying to make a podcast. Wow. All right. I'm so glad that they didn't get lost, though. I was so nervous. I was like, wow, this really would happen. Like, this just isn't meant to be. What? Wait. I know. I was like, I was like, oh my god, how am I going to entertain people by myself? Well, now that I know that it still connects, I'm definitely rejecting any further calls so that it doesn't have to, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so scary. Well, I'm back, guys. Yeah, we're not together because you know, six feet apart. No, I'm just kidding. Um, social distancing. Yes. You know, my whole house is high risk. But anyways, back to what I was trying to say was that's never done it for me. What actually messes with me, which I think I'm the complete opposite of other people. I am actually, even though I'm tr- intrigued by paranormal, I'm intrigued by ghost hunting. I, you know, I have camped out and done all kinds of stuff. I'm actually afraid of the dark. So, like, a lot of those lame movies, like, lights out and all that stuff. I'm the person that turns off the light in the hallway and runs and jumps in their bed and gets under the covers. Like, literally... I had to have my dad growing up remove the closet door so that I could see into the closet at all times, <laughs> like, which is hilarious because, like, that's a, ch- a children's thing, like, oh, monsters under the bed, monsters in the closet. But those scenes yeah. actually get more of a jump from me than creepy dolls or clowns. Like, it's so weird. I don't know, like, the yeah. darkness. Oh, actually, no, pause. I do have something that creeps me out crop fields fuck signs like sorry guys i have a sailor's mouth oh my god right now f signs because that movie scarred me for life i could never look outside without thinking i was gonna see an alien on the neighbor's roof <laughs> an alien on the roof Terrifying. oh my god i love that movie Terrifying. It's so oh my goodness no <laughs> crop fields no I remember watching exactly that and like come on now children of the corn like you just don't go into crop fields man oh and I just saw um oh, yeah. I just saw Stephen crop King's movie that is it's it's crop field based oh my gosh what's it called oh that the yes 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 yes, 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 yes in yes, the tall grass yes. or whatever so yeah mm-hmm. so t- nope. yeah just never go into a grassy field like crop that field probably not, not a good happen. idea not happen yeah yeah yeah. I mean, exactly. scarecrows. It's just, there are there's things that you learn you know? along the way and you just don't do and you stay out of. I'd go ghost hunting, hand me an EMF reader, yeah. but the crop field, eh, I'm not that curious. I'm not that curious. Yeah. And it's funny because I Maybe used to not. be afraid of corn mazes <laughs> for that reason, but I finally got over it and I went to one last year. But I was like, yo, I'm like, have you seen the movies? Like, I could die in here. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, mazes in general would freak me out oh, just because so of the shining. Yeah, I just have anxiety. So, like, getting stuck somewhere doesn't seem like a good time. I mean, think you're in a maze 
you don't know where the hell you're going and someone's <laughs> chasing you exactly uh, i don't no have anxiety so it just doesn't sound like a good time at all <laughs> being trapped in there yeah i'm already anxious that i'm lost i don't need someone exactly. with a freaking axe exactly. chasing me too so but yeah so that's mostly the documentary and yeah that's that's i've been watching catching up on movies i haven't seen and i'm going to continue to do that because there is a very long list apparently there were a lot of horror movies in the 80s (laughs) yes i uh there was a a long way to go me when it comes to horror movies i'm pretty broad yeah i I definitely think you're more and that's one of the things I was telling her. I was like, you know, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm finding myself finally. No, but uh, I've never, <laughs> like I said before, and I'm kind of like that with life. When I get fixated on something, if I have a favorite, I don't move on. I don't dive yeah. into other things. So, like, the fact that I fell yeah. in love with the slashes I fell in love with, I would just rewatch. Even with shows. There's so many shows out there in life, but I'm so obsessed with my shows that I rewatch them seven times before I watch a new show. Like, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm just a, cr- a creature of habit and comfort. <laughs> I have no idea. Or, like, certain, you know, even makeup. Like, you know how you're talking about you have a collection? If I have one palette that I fixate over, I will reorder yeah. that same palette over and over and over and over again. I don't know. I wish I was like that. It would have well, saved me a lot funny. of money. Well, it's funny. I'm trying to dive out, so I don't know. I might get myself into trouble. But I, that, yeah, no, I'm glad I, I've been able to dive out of you know what I'm used to, so that I can truly say, okay, I'm a fan of this. I'm not a fan of this. I'm even learning what like filming like techniques I'm a fan of and not. And I'm even like as a movie person, I personally, which you probably are obsessed with because you love. Um, like time period stuff and things like that but I'm learning that I don't like the filming style mm-hmm. when they keep going present time and back in time I can't for some reason I just oh. can't keep up with that like I either have to be watching a movie that's completely back in time or a show that's back in time or present time yeah. but for some reason you know, I know that has nothing to do with horror, but like filming in general, I'm learning now that I'm watching more movies and more shows that I personally don't like them. For no. me, it depends how they do it. Like, what do you mean? Like, like sometimes you can um, write it because sometimes it confuses you where you're like, right, wait, was exactly. this back in time or is this now? Exactly. Like, sometimes you're just confused. But sometimes they use like different um sort of camera lenses in a way and it's right or right. sort of it's like different right. lighting or something and you can kind of tell when one's in the past and one's in the future so well, i like it when they do well, that for example, because i, can tell, I loved okay, it the way so the vampires are did because they actually have the wardrobe <laughs> so like that to me is proper because i don't need to ask all right yeah. are we going back in time or are we not what's happening here but for example i mean I, right. i'm loving the plot but i don't know if you've heard of little fires everywhere it's on hulu and it's, I think it's apparently a novel or something like that. But I started, well, I started it and I actually heard accidentally of it, yes. watched a lot of it already because my parents watched it out in the living room. But I was really intrigued. But then I noticed that they <laughs> do that, but they go back in time, but like nothing changes filming or like, you know, lighting wise. So um, I'm like, okay, she looks younger. Yeah. So is this a younger her? Like what's happening here? Like, is this, is this them? You know, and that kind of messes with me. So, but no, but the point is, is that like, I'm trying to, you know, 
expand my horizons and open my wings and not stick to what I know. And so I can genuinely, you know, I, I believe that I call myself a fan of things, but I think I'm definitely biased because it's whatever I'm obsessed with. Like, it's not like as a whole. And I realized that that's yeah. actually why I started diving more into horror because I had actually posted a status. I was like, you know what? I'm actually a half-ass horror fan because now that I think about it, I only watch slasher, but that's not, it's not all just slasher. So I'm trying to incorporate more of like Mm -hmm. the paranormal or, you know, things like that. And, um, I'm, I think that's my favorite, my favorite genre is the paranormal. I like the haunted houses. I like ghost stories. Yeah. No, I like, I like those. I definitely, (laughs) I watch a lot of them and I love them. I think the only ones. I don't know. I like the Yeah, no, the no, no. I love I definitely <laughs> I have watched them and I I can't say that there's any that I'm like, eh, this doesn't do it for me. Although the ones that I've did, that are popular that I did, never did it for yeah. were par- paranormal activity. Like for some reason Oh yeah. Yeah, for some reason either, like a lot of people got freaked and by the end of the movie every time I was like I'm still waiting for that moment. <laughs> like Yeah, the like I would watch yeah, him and I'd be like, exactly. this is stupid. <laughs> so they have to definitely be done right for sure. I'm like, I'm not know. scared. I guess I could say I haven't really all. done demonic stuff, demon stuff. I haven't seen the exorcist. I haven't seen insidious. I haven't seen any possession demonic. And I don't I there's no there's I actually I, well actually insidious. I lied. I, I think it's I one of my like favorites. Because isn't there like a face in like a mirror, like a red face or some shit? I don't know. Okay, yeah, I was creeped out, I remember. Yes. Or I think, like, someone was watching it, and I, like, peeped at it. I don't know, but... And and I can't say why I don't like those movies. <laughs> I don't know if they're too real for me, even though Paranormal is real. I believe in that, but um, I don't know if they're too real for me. I don't know why I can't find myself to want to watch them and be able to... Because I want so badly, because one of the movies they talk about in the 80s is The Exorcist. And everyone obviously talks about it and everyone knows about yeah. it. And I obviously know who she is. Like, when you did that character for me for my birthday, I know who the character is. I yeah. mean, obviously, the infamous, you know, head spin and the vomit scene and blah, blah, blah. But um, I, I don't know why. <laughs> or, like, the omen. I can't bring myself. I don't. Yeah. Fun fact. I didn't watch those two, The Exorcist or The really? Omen, until I was a teenager. Because my mom said that she walked out of the theater when she saw, or no, that she was terrified when she saw The Exorcist. And she couldn't sleep for, like, two weeks straight. Because she, like, snuck out of school, her and her friend, and went to the movie theater to see The Exorcist. (laughs) And then they, like, regretted it instantly. And then my dad was the one who said he saw The Omen, and that's the only horror movie that's ever affected him. Because yeah, he literally see, walked I feel like that would, I would have the same effect. <laughs> so I guess I kind of weighed it because I'm like, ooh, I'm, yeah. scared, but I'm not ready, obviously. <laughs> but then when I was a teenager and I was really into horror, I decided to watch them, and I was like looking at him. Really? Like, really? That's you funny. walked out of the theater for this? <laughs> yeah, because it's since it is like older. True. You can tell true. what's fake and what's not, so it's not as shocking as when exactly oh, you true. lived exactly. back in that time. Yeah, because like, actually, mm. it's funny to talk about effects and stuff. We literally just sat here and watched every single episode of Star yeah. Wars, and obviously, there's the controversy between fans. And the release order starts with episodes four, five, six, and one, two, three, but the actual plot order is you know the one through six. Actually, 
it has the standalones, the solo and, and yeah. Rogue one in there. But anyways, the point is, is we tried this time instead of watching release order, we watched it in plot order and it was hilarious going from amazing graphics to terrible <laughs> graphics. You know what I mean? And you can yeah. tell what was stop motion and you yeah. can tell the lasers, but my mom was like, yeah, but you have to think when we sat there in the theater and watched this, we were mind blown. Exactly. We exactly. thought it was amazing. So exactly. It's all, and that's what fascinates me too. It's like perspective from where you came from. Like, look at silent films. Imagine the people that actually had to sit through silent films. That's all they had. If we sit, I mean, I've been watching a couple of them and I, I can know. appreciate them because when you're a good actor and you can portray emotion through silence, I think that's brilliant. And there's a couple that I actually think are really yeah. beautiful pieces, but I can see how people don't even look back at silent films unless you're like a true film buff and you want to know. And I was actually forced to study silent films in my film class. So like by, by choice, I probably would have never, but when she was playing us like Charlie Chaplin mm-hmm. and all kinds of silent films, you know, I developed this intrigue because as you know, like you said, when you love movies, you you kind of have to start from wherever. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh, started from the bottom. No, but you yeah. have to start from the bottom. You have to start like you have to put yourself into the into the world of like where they came and where they are now. Think of like the cameras they had, the low budget they had, the the exactly. equipment they had. I mean, mm-hmm. I could go on and on and on and on and on. But I think I think a lot of the people, you know, I know you're just like me, where we love all the award shows equally, especially. The ones that like, you know, give the film scores and, you know, wardrobe, like because a lot of people Ugh. are and don't get me wrong. I love my celebrities. I keep up with my celebrities, but it's not just the actors that make yeah. a movie. In fact, uh, yeah, I think the actors are make or break because if they're terrible, they don't, you know, portray it right. But there's no movie without. The yeah, background. exactly. Like there's no movie without the writer. There's no movie without the director. There's no movie without wardrobe. There's no movie without sound like you like yeah the yep. actor carries it on screen but like they wouldn't really be much if their special effects team or their stunt coordinators yeah. or you know what i mean and people tend to forget yeah, like exactly. everything that goes into a film but i know because we're nerds we appreciate all that and some people are just like oh it was a good movie it was a shit movie yeah but i think it's it it's more interesting for us to like rate a movie because we look at so many things we don't just look at like the actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And the thing with me too is that when I watch a movie, I also look at actors' performances like <laughs> way too much. <laughs> like that could make it or break it for me because if I think I, that your acting is terrible, know. I'm going to yeah. hate the movie. It could be the best story in the world, but I if the I'm acting halfway. is terrible, I I'm think- like, because I, I definitely this. have some favorite movies that are probably super lame to a lot of people. Like, I'm obsessed with Napoleon Dynamite. I, like, gut laugh with Napoleon Dynamite, but I know that's, like, the shittiest <laughs> movie ever. But I can see how... <laughs> I forgot what show it was. Oh. No, but there are, like, very popular, like, shows and movies that I watch, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly. just horrible to watch. Honestly, like, I you know can't. What does it for me, too. <laughs> I don't only look at the actors, but... I look at the chemistry of the group and I think that yes. affects me more oh, than the so, actual yeah. actor because if one actor is talking, I just try my hardest to ignore it and wait until like the next scene. But um, group, mm-hmm. because for me, and I know you watch it and you're probably going to like murder me for even saying this, but I, I think that's why I haven't been able to like latch on to legacies yet 
or the Fear the Walking Dead because I could not fall in love with the 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 dynamic of like the actors in and again my mom has watched Legacies all the way through and she's like just give it a chance like it gets better but for some reason I'm not feeling the characters and it sucks because I'm obsessed with originals and I want so badly <laughs> to watch it yeah I I basically only watch it for nope. um oh, I forgot yeah, her name same. the That's main why one I want to push through. yeah oh and Alaric she's the only one I like I'm like she's the only um, one I like so and I want to push through for that but yeah like, there's even the, the only walking two that I watch fear the walking that I wanted so badly to get into it to watch the side story of what's happening like outside of the world of the Walking Dead I couldn't yeah I could not I me could not either get into so yeah I think I pay attention to you know the dynamic of the groups and it sucks not to like bash on anyone obviously I mean you obviously made it somewhere for a reason but I'm obsessed I definitely watch for the group dynamic for sure characters and stuff like that but we are at 60 minutes so if you want to cut it there (laughs) um yep definitely I think we've pretty much touched up on the documentaries and the behind the scenes and the film and all that good stuff (laughs) and you know along the way we might even I I see you know we have a couple of followers actually majority of the followers that are like movie buffs and they do reviews and stuff so we can you know if anyone wants our opinion on something or anyone wants to suggest a movie like we can make it our homework you know we got to make lockdown and quarantine interesting so there's a movie recommendation out there exactly we can find it. a movie that we both haven't <laughs> seen and then get on here and talk about it you know what i mean like i'll we'll post um you know questions and and things like that and you know make it interesting i don't know what the next podcast is going to be like but we will discover that you know as we go and we'll choose a day to make it exactly. so that we can try to at least post one a week um that way we can try to have some content at least mm-hmm. for everyone um because obviously more of our content is going to come when you know the world can get back to normal so we'll definitely be posting a lot of throwbacks exactly. um of our experiences thus far and yeah thank you for tuning in and staying if you stayed hopefully we did good let us know yep um we take constructive criticism you know what i mean it's our first podcast if you have more we do yes let us know did we keep your you know obviously if you made it this far we obviously kept your attention but you know is there something that we can focus on or i don't know let us know and if you liked it you can go ahead and continue to follow and once we have a youtube we'll let you know and you can subscribe there and share 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 if you have any friends that you think would be into this stuff yep and go ahead and follow us at uh, moonlight.treehouse on instagram (laughs) yeah thank you for tuning in and we will let you guys know what's coming up next 